I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have K.J. Gillenwater, who is the author of The Genesis Machine, available on Kindle Vela. We are welcome. here to talk about Vela and all the opportunities it provides for authors like K.J. Welcome to the show, K.J. Thank you. It's great to be here. I really appreciate you having me on and giving me a chance to talk more about Kindle Vela. Great. So for other people out there that may not know what Kindle Vela is, basically it's a new Amazon, not new, a relatively new Amazon offering where people can now publish chapter by chapter. So it's called Serialized Stories, uh, one short episode at a time. And I have not actually tried it yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how the process works, uh, the <laughs> pros and cons of it, and see what it's like. I do know that you have to have a certain amount available before you begin publishing, but I'm going to let KJ talk on that. So, All right. Well, I'm go for it. Crazy authors that heard about Kindle Vela before it was a thing. So back in April of 2021, I think, maybe March, there was this announcement about Kindle Vela and serialized fiction. And I have some author friends that I hang out with and we didn't really know what it was. But as I started to read more about it, the serialized fiction, it's episode by episode, so shorter chunks than a chapter. And they were looking for stories that had like cliffhanger style endings or something that you would think of like an hour-long TV show when you cut to commercial break and you're like, ooh, got to go get my donut and come back and watch the rest. So they were looking for stories that just moved a little bit differently than traditional storytelling chapter books. And I thought about a story that I had worked on years ago. The Genesis Machine was an idea I had in 2009. So I've been around a while. And I had (laughs) (laughs) written about 30,000 words of it. And just dead end stopped. And that was just due to some things going on in my life. But I knew that this story had the potential to be serialized because it was more action oriented. And it's a sci-fi thriller. And so without even knowing what the store would look like or when it would be open, you could start uploading episodes. And so I had about 24 episodes scheduled, even though the store wasn't open. So you schedule your episodes to come out once a week, twice a week, every day, Once a month, if you want, however often you want to have new episodes available for readers. And the idea is that they become so hooked on your story because of the cliffhanger, they can't wait for the next one and the next one and the next one. And so when the story went live, um, when the store went live in July of 2021, I had 24 episodes available on the very first day. And I was just shocked. I had a lot of attention on that story right away. And I think what was an advantage to me was the number of episodes I had available. So there were some Mm -hmm. people who only had three episodes, 10 episodes. And so I kind of lucked out that I chose to just throw myself into it without knowing anything. And that story has stayed very popular the whole time it's been on there since July. So I'm having a lot of fun and it's about to wrap up. In fact, it'll be officially done on November 27th, which is before this actual interview airs, but I'll talk a little bit more about my plans for that going forward. But hopefully that kind of answers a little bit of your question. No, but it does, but it brings up something else. So it's ending now. So how long is it book-wise? So 
It will be 159 episodes. Now you can guess. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> when I did an average of how long my episodes were. They're very short. Mine are usually between 600 and 800 words. And for anybody that doesn't okay. know what that means in pages, that's maybe three pages of material. So not like a full chapter. So for 159 episodes, I kind of estimated it to be about 120,000 words. Now I know some, some stories on there have much longer episodes and go on and on and on. I've heard of serialized fiction going on for thousands of episodes or multiple, uh, what they call seasons. So if you think from a TV perspective, that's kind of the idea is that you have episodes like a TV show would have, and then the season ends maybe with a big cliffhanger, and then you start up with a new season. Or they just continue ad infinitum. You can sometimes serialized fiction will follow a single character off on sort of their own journey, or maybe a time period that you know branches off of the main story. So as a writer, you have a lot more freedom to explore your ideas without sticking to a traditional arc of a book. So it gives mm-hmm. you more freedom to kind of experiment and see what you like to do. But that story is going to be 159 episodes when it's all done. I find this so interesting because we've kind of come full circle. When you think about Sherlock Holmes, a lot of Charles Dickens' work, these things were written as serials originally. They were mm-hmm. appearing in magazines. And Sherlock Holmes in particular, people like rioted when he killed mm-hmm. off Sherlock Holmes. Spoiler, sorry, <laughs> in the middle of the series. Uh, so, I mean, it was it was huge. And clearly, this is a proven model. People want this kind of storytelling, but it is very different. Do you feel like you have to think in a different way to write in this style? So I think my brain and the way I like to write ended up being very suited for this style of writing. I did not know it until I had to produce episodes because as I mentioned, I only had 30,000 words written and then the store went live and I had to write every week and I was writing two to three episodes every week and trying to get as far ahead as I could so that people never caught up to where I was in the story. So You have to be very good at writing your story. Either you're a big plotter and you have it all plotted out. I did not. Secret, I did not. (laughs) I just wrote with the mind of, you know, 10 years of ideas that hadn't gotten down on paper. And so when you begin to write this way, you find yourself learning how to find cliffhangers or create cliffhangers as you're going. Sometimes it'll be like a drop off in the middle of the conversation, or sometimes it will be like, a twist that you throw at somebody or a door that's about to open. It doesn't have to be a super dramatic, you know, everybody is actually literally hanging from a cliff or a gun about to shoot. (laughs) But um, if you've watched a lot of TV, which I have, it's a lot of that. It's like if you've watched a lot of TV shows over time, you learn sort of where a natural ending would be that would make somebody want to come back the next time. So I found that I write more. I've written more than just the Genesis machine. I have one that I just finished in the summer, a romantic comedy, finished that in like nine months and simultaneously was writing this other one. I've never written so much in a year before. So for me, it's been very productive form of writing. I just really like it. Works for me. So being a pantser, is there a concern 
Because I know, like, you might get, you know, three-fourths of the book, and you're like, oh, man, I've written myself into a corner. I, I don't know how to get out of that. What <laughs> what do you do when you're in Vela? Do you literally, like, okay, now I got to just, I got to figure out a way now because it's out there that you can't, you can't pull it back. It's already it's, been written and posted. It's wild and crazy. So <laughs> for me, I have a full-time job. And so when I started this, I thought I have to pick one day a week that I know I can sit down and do this. So I pick Saturday, I spend my Saturdays and I write my episodes. And for some reason that allows me like that week of time to sort of think what's next. But, you know, it could be that only certain writers can really handle that. I know that some people in Vela don't put anything in Vela until it's complete and they have it all edited out. And I don't want to say that I don't edit my stuff. I do, but it probably goes through a lot less editing than if I were going to put it in an ebook form, just because of the nature of how you're trying to get this stuff out the door. So I don't know. I don't know. It just works for me. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> and I don't know if I've gotten stuck in any corners, but with the Genesis machine, since it's so long, and I've been writing it continuously since last July, there are certainly times that I have to go back and look at my episode files because they're all in individual episodes to remember where somebody's mindset was or what happened Boy, back in episode 40. That's So I'll have to go back and kind of reread some sections and make sure that it all fits together. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> but you're obviously enjoying it. So are you going to, it sounds like you're continuing with Bella. I love it. I love it so much that I and another friend of mine, it's kind of my main source for producing new material because one, the money is so good for me. Like I said, the Genesis machine has been my most successful on there and I've made thousands, thousands of dollars in bonuses and it's funding the next stage. So once I finish a story in Vela and make money in Vela, either on token reads, getting paid for the free tokens or the bonuses, I then fund that to go into the ebook and the print. So it pays for my covers, it pays for the editing. And so everything that I have in Vela eventually will end up in a print format one way or the other. It might have extra material in it. Like my rom-com, I ended up adding an epilogue that doesn't exist, you know, in the Kindle Vela. With the Genesis machine, that one eventually is going to come out probably next spring, but it's so long that I have to do some, you have to edit it into a book form. You know, you can't leave it in this episodic form, but a trilogy. <laughs> I, I could split it up. I mean, I could, but I think it'll just end up being like a sci-fi length. I think people are used to having pretty long sci-fi books, but anyway, the money from Vela is kind of funding the rest of my writing. So I see it as sort of the starting point for everything. Everything will go through there. Everything will be funneled through there. One of my friends told me who also does Vela, she said the serialized fiction reader audience is completely different from the ebook reader audience print book. And she's so right. I just released my rom-com Revenge Honeymoon that came out in print about two weeks ago. You could go buy it, but I still have people reading it in Vela, even though it's available either way. So there's just a different audience. And mm. I also think about my newsletter fans, you know, people that you have that are already your fans. If they really are interested in your books and what's coming next, that's a way for them to get a first look. They can read as many episodes that they want. 
and see if they like it or read it and kind of feel like they're reading it as you're writing it. You can put author notes after each episode so you can share kind of your inside mindset or ask questions of your audience. I think they have surveys. I haven't tried using the surveys. So there's ways that you can engage with your readers that is much different than a print version of your book. So it's a whole different experience. That was actually my next question about feedback kind of as you're writing. Have you used readers' reactions to influence your story in any way? Or are you just writing and letting whatever happens happen? So when I first started doing it, they did, I don't think they had the surveys. I think they added the surveys later. So I had already gone so far, you know, with my stories that I didn't even think to like switch it up and do something there. But I have heard rumors that they are testing out a reader comment section. I don't know how I feel about that, but where you would be able to <laughs> comment. And I think an author could respond. I know that's sort of in some kind of beta form. So that might be another avenue to interact. I did create a Facebook group for the Genesis machine and put it after that first episode in the author notes. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get some engagement there. Haven't really seen a lot of that. So I think people are just enjoying being in their little world of reading it an episode at a time. And I'll just let them enjoy it that way. But there might be some that are getting a lot of engagement, but I kind of stay behind the scenes. So I can see where readers would like that kind of feeling like they're part of the story and step by step as it goes. Yeah, I think some are using the surveys as a choose your own adventure thing. You know, what do you want to see happen next? That sort of thing. But hmm. I'm probably too stubborn to take that much advice. You're like, nope. Yeah, that is not happening. <laughs> you know, is she wearing a blue dress or a red dress? I don't know. Maybe that's as far as it would go. <laughs> Name the goldfish in episode right. seven. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, and I that would actually be really funny if you did that. Like, as you were writing, you did things like what color is her dress or name the goldfish. And then when you publish the book version, you put those little details in. So then it really does feel like the readers have helped to write the story. I love that. That's that's a great idea. Well, it could work. I mean, I suppose if I tried it, it might be a bit like getting a writing prompt. So it actually Mm -hmm. might help, you know, if you say what country should they visit next? You're like, oh, Switzerland. Okay, let's go to Switzerland. <laughs> be fun. I don't know. Could be stressful. <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So for the average human, how difficult is it to use Vela for publishing? I mean, oh, is it just click in the boxes and throw your Word document in there? Or was it a learning process? I thought it was really easy. They have a whole separate area in KDP just for Vela. And you create your graphic and your description, which can only be like, it's really short, 150 words or something. It's pathetically short, very short. And then you choose your tags, which are um, sort of like hashtags for people to find things, you know, so you can name different uh, aspects of your story in a tag and Hopefully people will track you down that way, tropes and whatever. And then you just start uploading episodes. It just says create new episode. I write everything in Word and then I save all of my episodes individually and I just upload it directly that way. You can just hit the upload button. I think some people actually just cut and paste. I've heard of people even writing on their phones, you know, and just directly into it. I thought it was very easy 
And then you can set a schedule, I think I mentioned earlier. So your first three episodes are always free. So if you want to start a new Kindle Bella story, you have to have at least those three to start. It won't go live until you have three. But if you have at least four, that would be my recommendation, you have one that will be a paid episode. So that way, if you catch somebody on those first three episodes, they'll be encouraged to maybe spend a token or two or free tokens because they're giving away free tokens and kind of get them hooked. So then you can just schedule them. They have a little calendar and you can have them come out every Wednesday, every Friday, whatever you want, whatever days you want to choose. And I try and stay ahead. I did get into a situation where I did have to upload them like immediately upon, you know, I wanted to stick to my schedule, especially with the Genesis machine. I come out every Sunday and every Wednesday. And when you start going on vacation and you can't stay in your writing schedule, it gets a little scary. So there were some moments where I was writing it on a Saturday and uploading it on a Saturday before Sunday. So you can do like quick turns like that, or you can uh, schedule it out ahead. So do you do anything to market this beyond just putting it into the Kindle Vela app? Are you doing any sort of promotion anywhere else? I'm cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So I chose quite a while ago that I was going to do nada. I was going to rely on Amazon to bring the audience and so be it. And there were some months, I would say like January of this year, February, it was freaking bleak. It was quiet as a mouse. You know, you got maybe lucky to get a hundred reads in a month. So yeah, and I think that was everybody for a time, except for maybe some of the high rankers. So I kind of decided it was up to Amazon to bring me this audience and it was new and people were testing it out. And the hope was that they would expand it to other countries soon. And maybe the UK and Canada would come in. I spent one chunk of money trying a single promotion in June. And that did generate some eyes on my story and some new followers. And that was it. Everything else has been either social media or through my newsletter or just mm-hmm. Kindle Bella itself. And I honestly do not know where these readers are coming from, but they <laughs> seem to like the story because I've been on that top 250 list for almost the whole time this story has been out. Mostly in the last three or four months, I've gotten a lot of traction and stayed pretty high. I think I'm at 130 in this store right now. So it's kind of exciting to see people give you faves, which Mm -hmm. you earn once a week. So if you spend a token with real money, not your free tokens, but if you buy tokens and you buy at least one episode, every week you can give a fave if you've spent a token. And Mm -hmm. that's how you end up on this top 250 board. So it's constantly jockeying you around. So it's kind of fun and it resets every month. So it kind of gives every writer a chance to get on the board so that you don't have Mm -hmm. a single person stay, even though there is a single person that's been number (laughs) one for like months on end, but we won't talk about her. Uh, (laughs) There's opportunities to get on that board because it's constantly restarting and Mm -hmm. then you can gain traction over months and months and months. So yeah, it's, it's been fun to see where it goes. Awesome. So if people want to keep up to date and maybe catch up, because there's gonna be a whole book done now by the time this episode runs, where can they find you on the social medias? And how do they find your book on Kindle Vela? 
Ah, well, you can find the book in Kindle Valley. You can either navigate directly on your Kindle app. There's a Vela store area. It's a little tricky to find, but if you hit discover, then you see Kindle Vela, it'll take you to the Kindle Vela store. But the easiest way is to search for that author, that story, just right in Amazon, like on your browser. And when you find the story, it'll be listed with all of their regular books. It will be there. Mm -hmm. Click on it and then you can hit follow and it will show up in your Kindle app. So you don't have to necessarily find the store on Kindle if it's too difficult. So that's usually what I tell people to do. So you can look it up directly in Amazon. And then other ways to find me, I do have a Facebook page. I think it's author KJ Gillenwater. I also love the TikToks. So if you're on TikTok, KJ Gillenwater. I also have an Instagram account that I try to stay active on. Same thing, KJ Gillenwater. And uh, my website, kjgillenwater.com. I have a newsletter, so you can go there and join my newsletter if you want. But definitely check out the first three episodes if a story interests you. It's free, so you might as well just look and see what it's all about. <laughs> She's good at this. Yeah. <laughs> just try it. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? You'll just become obsessed with this story and want to read all 100 and whatever episodes. Well, the great. thing is, just to, to kind of wrap it up, is that there will be 159 episodes of the main story. And then I have an idea for how to kind of continue this story in these small chunks that I'll put out once a month. So there's sort of, like I was mentioning before, you can kind of go on side stories or time shifts mm-hmm. or follow a single character. And I still like the world that I built. So the main story will be done, but I definitely want to continue kind of throwing little bits and pieces out there for fans because they really seem to enjoy it. So great. Awesome. So if you've ever finished a book and thought, man, I wish there was more, here you go. It's there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show, KJ. We learned a lot, I think, about Kindle Vela. Good. Yes, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. It was really a lot of fun to talk with you ladies.